Good afternoon, and welcome back to A Dose of Dave. It is 4pm. I've been out in the van delivering more oysters. Uh, it's, a, it's a bright day, a bit sunny, a bit cloudy, quite still actually. Two magpies again, two for joy, and some mental parakeets chasing each other around. Uh, so I'm in my shorts as well. That's how much it's warming up now. I think we're in for a warm bank holiday weekend. Warm for this time of year anyway. Which is something to look forward to, I guess. Um, so I had a really, I had weird dreams two nights in a row now. So last night I had another very weird dream. This time I can remember some of it. It's faded a bit since I first woke up and wondered what the fucking hell was going on again. Oh, Jesus, what's happening? Um, you know, like the day before, it's like you can't, you, for a while, just for a brief moment, you think it's real. So I was out in my car in the dream and I turned up at a venue um, where there was a party. So there was a bit of a crowd outside. It wasn't a very glamorous venue. I seem to remember it was just a sort of brick-built venue with not much space around it. Um, and I pulled up outside in my car and I was all dressed up. I may have even had like black tie. All dressed up, got out of the car, and there were a group of guys outside and all of them, I think all of them, certainly I remember some of the faces, were people from my past career, people that I'd worked with in the past. Um, and I can't remember what quite what happened, but we had a chat and I think I left something there with them. And then I went off to get my car and I couldn't find my car. And then I wasn't sure where I'd left my car and I didn't know whether my car had been stolen or if I just couldn't find it, because it was a strange place. So I went back to them, um, and I was very surprised for some reason that they were very sympathetic. I thought maybe they'd even hidden it, um, but they all helped me find it. I don't know if I found it, but I just moved on. So I went inside, and it was very plush inside quite a fancy affair and it was actually much bigger than it looked from the outside um, it was a I don't know what it was some kind of spa type place because it had a swimming pool and all that sort of stuff and some fancy rooms with lots of people in um, I encountered inside some ladies from my past um, one of them in particular an ex-girlfriend from when I was at school who got my number off me. And then another one was an ex-girlfriend of a long-time friend of mine <laughs> who kept showing me her boobs. Um, she had little flaps on the front of her dress or she just lifted her dress up, showed me both at the same time or one and then the other one and then both through the little flaps. Uh, and then she sort of walked off and I followed her and then it's kind of like this labyrinth of different rooms and through the swimming pool thing and 
I don't know, it was weird, up and down stairs. And then we come into this room, which is a big, big tiled room with a big shower at one end. You know, I would say it's the size of a, probably the size of a basketball court, maybe even bigger than that. And all of a sudden she's completely naked under this big shower. And I'm kind of, you know, trying to get her to, get her to stop, to sort of tell her to get dressed and stuff. And she just kept laughing at me and jiggling at me. Um, the next thing I know, there's some odd being. Um, so kind of human form, a bit like a fetus though, with a plastic bag over its face. So that came in, it's quite a sinister presence, as you would expect. Not particularly big, probably about four to five feet tall. And then all of a sudden, it started spitting flaming bees in her direction. <laughs> so I kept shouting at her to, you know, get out of the way. And then it noticed me, so it turned its attention to me and then started spitting flaming bees at me. And that gave her the opportunity to run off up some stairs. And I went up the stairs afterwards. And she just kept flashing her boobs at me all the time and laughing. <laughs> so, I don't know, pick the bones out of that. I don't know what that means. Um, I think one thing that has struck me, apart from the boobs, I mean, that struck me, but the fact that my old work pals helped me find my car, even if we didn't find the car, I don't know. I think that's about when I woke up after the up the stairs boob thing. Um, and that kind of makes me ponder whether I'm missing opportunities from my past. And I don't mean going back to, don't mean going back to the job, the jobs I was doing, but perhaps there is, there are opportunities from the relationships that I'd kind of, you know, they weren't friends that I would necessarily have kept anyway but less so given that I just wanted to get away from that career and just completely cut myself off from it. That perhaps, I don't know, by building some bridges, and I think I've been doing this over time, about, you know, being more accepting of my past career, you know, and celebrating all the things I did and recognising the skills I've gained through it. And I've been doing some of this actually with, with the work I've been doing with Dave Nixon. Um, We've been doing a bit of that, I think I said that in yesterday's episode, you know, acknowledging the skills that we've got. Uh, so whilst I think I'm, I'm not necessarily naturally an organised person, but I don't, it's not that I can't be organised, I don't like to be too organised. I like a bit of organisation and a bit of just freedom to flitter about and do whatever I want to do. Uh, but I am very able to organise things and in particular help people sort of organise how they're thinking about things. I think that's the key here. It's not so much about, you know, organising something physical but but having the conversations before someone starts on a particular path of whatever they're doing to find, to sort of strip all the rubbish away that they don't need to think about and just think about the things they need to think about. I think that's where I'm at. 
And I guess that might be even what this podcast does in a way. Certainly some of the feedback I've had that it's a, you know, it's a calm place of clarity. I think I've learnt, or maybe I already could, I'm able to just pop out to the park and speak with clarity. Some days more than others, but... Uh, I'm just able to come out here and actually, if I'm not very clear, I'm able to give myself the space to to find a bit of clarity in my thoughts and my words. So, I don't know. That's interesting. It's almost like the guys I thought had hid my car were the ones who stepped in to help me find my car. And there were some boobs. <laughs> Which is never a bad thing, I don't think. Especially as I've been single for quite some time. Um, not very often I get the chance to see them. But anyway, uh, I think I'll go now. And I will catch you all tomorrow. And in the meantime, meditate on that. Namaste. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can make a contribution by going to patreon.com forward slash bullshit detective. The idea is that you can make a donation monthly, whatever you want to make, whether it be a pound or two pounds or five pounds or 500 pounds or whatever currency um, you actually use. So you know, the idea being that people who can afford to and have the inclination can make a donation. And if you can't afford to or don't want to, you can just get your podcast for free. It's quite a quite a nice thing, isn't it, Patreon? Um, but anyway, I'll leave you to decide. And I hope you donate lots and lots and lots of cash. Um, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm.